Hello and welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, this week. And joining me, as always, is Crofton Steers. I don't know why I paused so much on that intro, but welcome back. It's 2019, everybody. We're here to talk about our 2019 issues. It's been eight it's days. It's true. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year, Ryan. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I don't know where we want to start, but I, I mean, we probably got lots to talk about just based on the fact that we've we've actually taken a, an additional week off, and now we got three weeks to cover, and boy, do we have some dungeons and some diapers to delve into. But, Plus, it's major dungeons and diaper season, right? Because yeah. we're right after Christmas, so you know that we've got our Christmas shenanigans of dealing with kids and all that sort of stuff and probably we got a fair amount of like dungeon-esque content Mm -hmm. from gifts and loved ones and all of that so i mean yeah i know it's uh i would i would definitely say a lot to go on and it's cool because now we have podcasts in 2018 and 2019 we're a multi-year show you know like pretty much as old as time at this point i think we had our pizza lunch meeting sometime in january or february so the cons (laughs) i should oh yeah right that (laughs) our our thought process that began this show is coming up like the one was that a year ago that was a year ago i think it was because i was in town for i was in ottawa for training or for a meeting and i was like oh i know i know three people who live in ottawa i'll message them all (laughs) And see if they can meet for lunch. It turned and out the only one that lived nearby was you. <laughs> just think about it. If one of the others had answered, you would be doing a worse show right now. Or Bo could be a father. You never know. He might have done the homework and, and just like, let's He's do it. He's like, oh, something. I guess <laughs> I got to impregnate someone if I want to do the show. Like, I mean. You could have adopted. Yeah. I mean, like, that's totally acceptable. Oh, it's true. Yeah, I can see the adoption people looking over his application now. So uh, let me get this straight. Uh, you spend uh, how many hours a day playing Heroes of the Storm? Hmm. We're going to have to consider this uh, denied. That's not true. Bo would totally get approved because could, he could, like, they could get somebody. He could just fill his, his, uh, his five-man team with, with yeah. adoptees. I think, <laughs> think of think of the Huffington Post story that would be posted based on that. I think that would be great. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. So we're 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 definitely going to be celebrating our one year anniversary. I believe our very first episode was posted um, shortly before Avengers came out. Now, or sorry, recorded shortly before Avengers came out. Posted in September, <laughs> or as I like to call it, shortly before the birth of my second child. Yeah, you could tell the difference between episode one and two. One one had us uh, both very jovial, excited about Avengers, and then the second one was uh, a very tired Crofton. So, hey, hey, can I can I like throw a curveball and jump ahead onto some Dungeons sure. content right now? This is a true story, okay? Because mm-hmm. we talked about balancing the 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 nerd stuff with like our, our life and all that. I, and, and I remember we were talking way back in those early episodes about like, you know, all the complications that involves going to see a movie and you were explaining how you, you go to Kingston and all of this stuff. And then how you weren't going to do that for black Panther, but you do it for the Avengers. Okay. So I'm a huge comic book nerd. That's all established. I, I, I really love the Marvel cinematic universe also established. 
I had mentioned that I'd gotten a backlog of movies so that like I hadn't seen Thor Ragnarok. I hadn't seen Dark like there's a bunch of movies I needed to do catch up on, right? Anyway, um I uh, on December twenty fifth, Netflix Canada added Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um the night before last I saw Avengers Infinity War for the first time. So uh I went from the recording of the first episode of this show around time of release to now without having seen that really movie. i didn't yeah. know that hmm. yeah i know pretty crazy uh so now i've now i've seen it now i get those finger snap things the snap and the halloween decorations with the with the fading fading uh characters and all that fun stuff so that's really interesting and that's that's another thing uh as i've uh as i've had more kids and and had the lack uh the not the inability but just like i just don't have the ambition to go see every movie in the theaters i can wait um there are these moments where there are movies that you get that you i just don't do not want to put forth the effort to avoid spoilers it's not about for me it's like i will i think it was jurassic park uh fallen kingdom I wanted to see it, but I did not want, I didn't, had no ambition to rush out and see it. So I watched, like I subscribed to, I think it's Mr. Sunday Movies, great YouTube channel. And he's, he's got an awesome accent and he goes over like all the, all the Easter eggs in every movie. So I just kind of watched the Jurassic Park one and I had no problem with it. Cause it's like, eh, I'll watch it when I can watch it. I did eventually watch it. It's a great 15 minute movie. And then it turns into just complete garbage. So hmm. if you can. The Jurassic yeah, the sequel. I like the I like the 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 re the not the reboot but the Jurassic World. I like the whole thing, but then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom it was not good. Like it's well, bad. Well, Avengers is good. Yeah, and, Avengers uh, is good. One thing though that I found really crazy about it sure. was just the and this is what put me off from seeing it, Ryan, was that like I felt that I had to do a tremendous amount of homework to be able to yeah. see it because I hadn't seen these other movies. And even if you had seen them, you would probably kind of have to do a rewatch. And I was thinking about it, like just say just the Avengers movies, like cut out all the extra movies and just say Avengers movies. You can watch the first Avengers movie with, I was thinking about it without mm-hmm. having watched the Iron Man movie or Thor or Captain America, like you could just start with that movie. It might be a little hard. It might be a little like, but I think the plot kind of holds itself to a certain extent. And then you can watch Age of Ultron mm-hmm. pretty much right after the first Avengers. And there's a bunch of movies in between them, but Age of Ultron could acts as a direct sequel in a way there's not really much change to the status quo between the first movie and the second movie now the second movie in this movie though if you did not watch the guardians of the galaxy movies if you did not watch doctor strange if you did not watch black panther or whatever you are lost man you are completely lost Mm -hmm. i was surprised the guardians in particular they almost had co-billing, like, in terms of... There were scenes with just the Guardians, you know? like Yeah. Uh, I think that um, with... You're right, with Avengers Age of Ultron, but there were no new characters introduced between... The only thing that might confuse you between Avengers and Avengers 2 is... Would it be Iron... Would it be War Machine? No, War Machine was in... War Machine wasn't in Avengers 2, but... 
he was introduced before. I mean, Avengers there's anyway. little things. Like, little it's things, not, but I, there's no major characters introduced between Avengers and Avengers 2. So you have that, that still core team going into the film. You know, Hulk, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, yada, yada, yada. But you're right, with Infinity War, they take literally everything that is the MCU, smash it together, and be like, hey, we're not going to babysit you. You have had to have done your homework. And yeah, I think Guardians is a big one that you can't you can't miss going into Infinity Wars, as well as Thor Ragnarok. Um, all me- of them, there, there's all these movies you cannot mm-hmm. miss, like, that introduce these characters. Like, it's insane the amount of homework to get into that movie. And mm-hmm. that's why it's insane that it made as much money as it did because the money that it made everybody who saw it would have had to have seen the majority of those other movies either that or walked into the wrong theater Mm -hmm. and so that's what i I, like it is impressive uh, at a uh, on a level of scope but i do understand like i've seen people who are who have raised concerns about filmmaking and all that and i and i do see that I do see that concern. The idea that you're walking into a movie, that movie is no longer um, accessible to a lot of people. Like you go in and uh, to this, to see mm-hmm. that movie and you're screwed uh, if you haven't watched 10 other movies, you well, know, and that's it's, kind it's, of tough. It's accessible in a way. I, it's funny that you, you mentioned watching Avengers for the first time. I re I did. So Ashley hadn't seen Avengers and I said, Hey, uh, so we I actually rewatched Avengers as well over the Christmas break because uh, at, for Christmas I ended up getting a, a 4K upgrade. Uh, oh baby! Yeah, so basically I'm sit, sit, we're there doing Christmas morning, you know, opening gifts. I'm having my coffee. Kids are having a grand old time, and then Ashley looks at me and says, "Okay, there's one more gift," and I'm like, "What do you mean? There's one more gift? Like we've already opened them all? Like?" There, you you did not. So she tells me to look behind the couch, and sure enough, there's a TV, or there's a wrapped giant box that looks suspiciously like a TV. And I think I had joked a couple weeks ago that I I was doing a lot of shopping for other people by helping them buy TVs, and I set up an Xbox, and I don't mind that. I love it. Um, but it turns out I bought myself a Christmas. I bought myself a, a 4K TV because this was the TV that I was uh, assisting with, and it was a it was a great Black Friday deal, and and that's great because that allows yeah. you to have all those elements. Because you know, if somebody, if Jesse, my wife, bought me a piece of electronics or something, mm-hmm. you know, I know she would want my guidance in sort yeah. of choosing it sometimes she'll she'll do research like these headphones i'm wearing she she bought them and did the research for for it but other times she'd she'd want my assistance and then obviously to get the made the best deals possible Mm -hmm. and all that so it is funny how like so you got essentially tricked into buying your own tv is that it i did that's that's basically the the thing and (laughs) and i ended up and i when i talked about this on the gamers in ashley was upstairs and she she heard i was talking more about the geekiness of setting up a 4k tv and yeah. it's very different from a 1080p tv in that you can't just plug things in and, and they work there's a bunch of settings you have to turn off a bunch of settings you have to tweak there are different settings for hdr and non-hdr content on the same input and there's different settings for it it uh. I, it took me a week and a half to get everything just so but I'm still actually I think now I've kind of got it to a point but anyways we watched uh well actually what I did was I decided well I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player so maybe we look into options for that 
Boxing Week, uh, EB Games had a deal where you bring in your old Xbox One, you can get an Xbox One X for basically like 300 uh, for 300 bucks. So basically it took the value of my original Xbox One that I bought for 350 and it basically retained its value of about $300 with that trade. So you have an Xbox One X? So I got an Xbox One X as well through this trade-in oh, deal. man. I have not played much, if at all, any uh, 4K gaming content. Um, but I did watch Avengers, and I watched it with Ashley, and to my point of accessibility, she's aware of a lot of the different teams and elements of the MCU, but she's missed movies. She didn't watch Black Panther. Uh, and, and to my credit, I, or to my, you know, um, I didn't watch Black Panther before Avengers either, but I understood the concept. I, I watched it later on, but Ashley still enjoyed Avengers and, and kind of understood. She very much understood the gravity of what was happening in that movie. And, and then like we had a, we had to kind of like, we had a discussion afterwards. Like, yeah, so they're like they've been snapped you know they're the it'll be resolved in four months so we i immediately went and we watched the trailer for the next one to kind of show her like the sequel is coming because she's uh, she doesn't she doesn't follow like the blogs and the news and stuff when it comes to these big movies it's just i sort of drag her to these and and she enjoys she really likes the thor ones uh and it, yeah it's just funny because like you know, I read – there's a lot in the media about – I knew that there was, like, a big ending. I, I got mm -hmm. a good sense of what the ending may, may be. But, like, when I watched it, like – and maybe my senses are – I'm um, – you know, stuff like films like The Empire Strikes Back ha have set the tone that a movie, like a big blockbuster, can end in a sort of bummer state mm -hmm. when it's, when it's going to be followed up by a happy ending movie afterwards. Yeah, they got like, a when, whole sequel to kind of figure that out. When everybody's disappearing, never do I think that they are dead. And like we're we're totally in this spoiler territory now. And if yeah, you yeah. if you haven't watched Avengers, like what are you? You're worse than me. Come on, you gotta you gotta catch up. They have but three kids, basically, is is what they have. But, but I do have I do have some questions about mm -hmm. like uh, you know uh, not not any of the characters that got snapped away, but like the Gamoras and the Lokis, the characters that got offed before the the big end of you know time thing because i feel like that is going to be undone in in future movies something's going to happen but yeah. is it going to bring back those other characters well the um, thing the thing is and from what i've seen and and they've said they could do things completely different i don't, i'm not aware of the 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 comic lore but you see the orange and again, yeah, we are in spoiler territory, but the, the orange hue room where Thanos is talking to young Gamora, um, and young Gamora asks, like, did you do it? And what did it cost you? That orange hue is, is said to be like the soul world. And that's like inside the soul stone. And that's where they transport all those characters. Cause there's this idea that when you snap them out of existence, they need to, they need to go somewhere. Like, they need to fade from this existence, and they have the multiverse and the soul stone. A lot of ways they can kind of explain where all those people go. Uh, as you know, there's this huge spoiler by trying to market any movie that happens post-Avengers. That's why Ant-Man and the Wasp was taking place, you know, simultaneously. Uh, Captain Marvel's in the 90s. But we've got, and then you you go right into Avengers Endgame. But then a month after that, you have uh, Spider Man Far From Home. 
So that's why we haven't got a trailer for Far From Home, because it's so hard to explain the timeline of that one. But I still think you can you can market it. So basically what I'm trying to say is, like, anybody who has snapped away, I believe, is safe. Uh, Gamora and Loki, they died, and I think it's a little extra work to get those guys back. Um, back when James Gunn was still on the Disney payroll, he was saying, like, no, like, of course Gamora is, is coming back for Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy, but they could easily tell a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in the four years that take place between Volume 2 and Infinity Wars. So there's some work around. They've also announced a Loki TV show that's coming to the Disney Plus service. But again, that could be like past adventures of Loki, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. So there's no there's no telling what they'll do. But I think Loki has had his time in the, in, in the, in the sun. Um, I think Gamora, I don't think she's going to be dead because she's too important to those characters. Like the Guardians have expanded over the last two films, but... Gamora's a, a key piece. I don't think they just toss her aside like that. And, and the other thing about Gamora, and I found this to be pretty hilarious, and now mm-hmm. we're deep into Avengers talk here. Oh yeah, yeah. But 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 one of the uh, one thing I I found to be hilarious was her. Um, uh, so so over the course of two Guardians films, mm-hmm. they built up this will they won't they romance between her and Peter Quill. Uh, I think in the second movie he refers it to as like our unspoken thing or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but but then then like and this is like my only sort of criticism is they rush a lot of this content. Like if I was suddenly tuning, if I only watched the Guardians movies, and I could understand somebody who would mm-hmm. who wouldn't watch Avengers: Infinity, where they'd be like, "Oh, I'll watch I like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I like," mm-hmm. and they watched the third one, and Peter Quill and Gamora are now a couple or whatever, and they got together in a completely other series of movies. You know, like it is it is. Um, it, it, they did throw everything in the kitchen sink, even for characters that were kind of like not related. Also, also like I do find it looking at Spider Man, my personal fave. Mm-hmm. When when he's gonna have another movie, and obviously like Spider Man Homecoming was like a really sort of low key movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was, you know, he's fighting the vulture it's very kind of like small stakes yeah i rewatched and, that one as well uh on in 4k and yeah. man that movie it's probably it's definitely one of the best mcu films but it's got to be my favorite live action spider-man movie and and we'll come back to that caveat of live action in, in a little bit but but J- yeah, um, it's great uh uh, my and my wife really like when when she saw the scene just in the school bus at the beginning was like oh yeah I really like that I really like that Spider Man movie and she's I'm more of the Ashley flavor of like not into all of them but she definitely you know and I I'm a huge Spider Man uh, fanboy and I'm I, no matter uh, what shape he comes in I'm I'm big into Spider stuff but like that that said um, when. Uh, the next Spider-Man movie, they've announced the villain is going to be Mysterio. Uh, and it's going to be another, like, I get the impression, you know, smaller scale stuff, like not more akin to Sp- Spider-Man Homecoming than, say, Infinity War. But now they kind of jumped about 18 steps and had him, like, go to Titan with, like, all these Avengers and fight Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet on this, you know, and have the moon yeah. pulled down and like he's now, 
he's he's now gone from like zero to insanity you know like mm-hmm. it's just uh well, it definitely has has a, uh, it affects a lot like if you think about all these pieces mm-hmm. it affects all the individual franchises be it the guardian spider-man doctor strange i thought came out better but even in the doctor strange movie he's still a newbie whereas in this movie it really felt like he was like the master of myth- mysticism well, you know? they, they transform him pretty quickly in that first doctor strange film like at the end of it he has come very far from from the beginning and but i do agree with you with spider-man like at the end of homecoming he he has come a long way but in in avengers infinity war it feels like he's he's got it down you know so there is a time gap between those two it's just there isn't a lot of flavor text in there so it's hard for the audience to really latch on and figure it out but i i honestly think at the end of uh, at the end of endgame i think we'll have i hope we'll have all the pieces back in a place where we do feel comfortable with yes far from home is a movie that takes place post endgame no shenanigans is the continuation of the mcu i really don't want to live i don't want phase four to basically be dealing with the infinity war aftermath and ignoring the progress made in endgame you know i i want phase four to be the next chapter not hanging on to what happened with the snap, you know? So, well, I think as much as people are talking, you know, the snap and all that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. I think the big, um, it's no coincidence to me that the, core Avengers from Avengers 1, not one of them got snapped out. Even though one of the two characters disappeared, like none of the original Avengers Mm -hmm. did. They're clearly like clearing the deck for, for like a more original Avengers type film. And in particular, like, it, it's easy to forget with all that happened, but Captain America and Iron Man still have not resolved their issues. They've never shared. They never shared a scene. Um, there was stuff with Tony Stark at the beginning about how they've still got their beef from Civil War, which is like I think my, maybe my favorite uh, Marvel movie, um, the Civil War movie. And 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 what, if you remember how that ended, like they were, you know, they were brawling each other like and it was not they did not leave on good terms and so there's going to be that moment and i truly feel endgame is going to be about them coming together in in a way that's going to uh to to you know to contravene thanos in some some way and and that but I think that I think we're heading in in, in a direction where um, I've seen a lot more marketing for Captain Marvel. I'm really looking forward to that, if not to be reminded of how awesome Blockbuster was. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Endgame, and, and it goes back to the conversation of going to see a movie in theaters and making that special trip. And what I qualify as something I can't miss, and I have to fight that urge not to spoil it personally myself. Because sometimes I'll be like, I'll see it when I can rent it, but I'm still gonna like kind of digest the normal sort of media cycle of the film uh with with uh, spider-man into the spider-verse i had to basically push the only thing i deep dived on with into the spider-verse was the christmas album that was uh released <laughs> for that movie which was fantastic oh, there's a christmas album oh there's definitely a christmas album where multiple spider-men sing some christmas you you did you gotta go check it out uh it's on amazon music you can you can listen to it there but um I, Ashley and I, we got a babysitter. We went to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and we both loved it. Oh, yeah. My I've favorite heard, Spider-Man movie. 
So I've heard good. so many good things about that movie, and I've watched all the public clips that they have and stuff, but I've I've yet to see it. So no spoilers, but I am planning on seeing it, and it's one of those things where like, um, I'm trying to decide if I force my wife to go see it or if I just go and see it myself. You know, uh, and so. Ashley really liked it, and I think that um, it was it was just really good, and she really liked it. It's really heartwarming. It's a great story. It's. Everybody understands the Spider-Man mythos. You get bit by the spider, you turn into Spider-Man. And even they really do interesting things with the multiple dimensions. It doesn't it does it's not as bogged down as you you might think. Of course, the only moment that Ashley really despised was when I made her sit through the credits. And it's uh the end the end credit moment is never <laughs> it's never enough uh it's never worth it. So uh you know, for her, she's just like, ah, oh, really? Okay, let's go. I remember the worst one was at the end of Homecoming. I made her wait through it at the end of Homecoming. It's like... It's just a Captain America PSA. Yeah, right? and it's about yeah. patience. And then he like, <laughs> how many more of these do we have? And then he walks out and... That's so clear. I thought that's that that one was so meta. It's Although good. again, I I watched it on TV and I fast forwarded to it. So I mean, like, yeah. I'm not. Uh... I got in trouble for that one though. It was uh, it was not it was, like <laughs> really. I, she should listen to Captain America. Yeah, I know. Patience. Uh, no, she she's a, she's a, she's just poking fun. Honestly, like sometimes I'll say, "Well, what did we see? We saw another movie." Uh, uh, and I knew it didn't have a post credit. She's like, "Oh, do we have to wait to the end?" It's like, "No, no, that's just Marvel movies. You don't have to worry about that." But uh, yeah, no, Certain, we yeah. we we watched a lot of movies over the over the break because really that's that's all we had time to do. And even with the four K set, I got it all set up, but I didn't even get a chance to play play games on it. I think we watched more Paw Patrol on it than we did anything else, just because. I know. I, I, I tell you, I, I've watched more kids shows on my TV than anything else, and every once in a while. Like we'll watch something that's like we watched Infinity War, and and I'll be reminded how awesome the TV is because I forget sometimes. I'll be like, oh yeah, because you know cartoons always look great. Like you can have a 1080p TV, and your mm -hmm. cartoons will look amazing, all the same. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's honestly been a great experience, and I look forward to playing um, a 4K game once something comes out on the Xbox. So. I'm still waiting. I have been enjoying Game Pass though, and kind of looking at, at what games are out there. So I've, but you're right. Like the the 4K set really does pump up the volume for for even 1080p sources. I even found the PlayStation 4. I was playing the Spider-Man DLC. The PlayStation 4 normal will will output HDR support for certain. Yeah, I, I was yeah I was sort of trying to tell you that way back when I when you I didn't got tell me that. Yeah, because I, I it was. It was when I got my TV, mm -hmm. um, when I got the new TV, I plugged in, like I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and it just looks so insanely good on the new TV, and I had the same PS4. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, like the 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 jump from PS4 to PS4 regular to PS4 regular with 4K TV HDR and the jump to PS4 Pro, mm -hmm. the PS4 Pro wasn't as big a jump as the TV, the TV and the, the the HDR they give you for free. Well, well, for free with the uh, with the original PS4 is a bigger jump than like switching to like if you got a PS4 Pro now, the jump wouldn't be as big as what you've already seen. I don't think. Yeah, and I and I don't plan on getting a PS4 Pro. I had some folks ask me like, hey, why'd you get an Xbox One X over a PS4 Pro? And it was strictly the trade-in deal. If there wasn't a trade-in deal present, I would have just gone out and bought a. Well, that's not true. I wanted at least one 4K capable box that could that I could play games on. 
Um, obviously, the, with the PS4 exclusives, I'm still very much uh, a fan of the PlayStation 4, but I, I do like Microsoft's offerings, and, and I'll, I'll check out Crackdown 3 on Game Pass when it launches. That's the beauty of Game Pass, is I can subscribe for 12 bucks a month and, and basically play a bunch, all the games that that come out but um that's pretty much what i've got for dungeons do you got anything else before we uh, jump into some yeah papers? i just uh, i just closed the loop on a couple of things sure. uh, so i got over christmas i got uh, captain toad and smash brothers for the nice. the switch i gotta say like first out shout out to nintendo on captain toad treasure tracker mm-hmm. this game is like like when people talk about design like game design you show a game like Portal and all that, and people can really appreciate it. This is a game. It seems like it's just like a kid's game, and in many ways, it it is. But it it's really a purity of design. You play a character that cannot jump, they cannot uh, do anything except walk around, um, and the other joystick turns the camera and you're playing on a little, like what is a little model almost landscape. It's not like you're playing in these Mario 3d levels where you can walk for miles. Mm -hmm. It's just like a little, it's almost like a little model that you could spin around and, and it plays with perspective in the same way an MC Escher painting does kind of, and the amount of juice that they string from walking this character around and turning the, turning the level and finding hidden things and, and getting to the star at the end of each one, it's just very impressive. And like, as the game's been going on and, um, we're, we're, I think close to the end now, Gwen and I, we be like, it's been, it's gotten so clever at this point mm-hmm. that Gwen can barely watch it. Cause she doesn't understand. Like I'm, flipping things in every every right. what way uh but at the same time she's it was a slow burn for her to get into it uh but she's really she's really into it now finding the gems finding cool. the the star so it was a really it's been a really good great experience and i really recommend that because it's a cheaper switch game too and mm-hmm. it might be one where you're like oh i just like like i'd like something fun for this which it's even on 3ds it's on wii u you can get it um, but it, it really surprised me. It's, it's actually quite a lot of fun for kids, for adults. So big recommend on Captain Toad. And Smash Brothers, I wasn't giving you a hard time last episode, but I was honestly trying to get a sense of, like, why would I get this Smash Brothers when okay. I have the other Smash Brothers? And you were kind of, like, going through all the features in this one, and you were explaining the spirit board and all this, all this sort of thing that I was trying to wrap my head around. And now having sat down and played with it, uh, and, um, you know, I've had people over, we've played it, I've, I've oh, played single man, player. It, 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 is, it is really, really fun. Um, I've had someone who plays it who absolutely hated it. Oh, uh, <laughs> it. And I understand why they would as well. Like, it is epilepsy in a game. Like, right. it is like a crazy, bright colors spewing randomness. It's hard to keep track of anything half the time. But everybody kind of knows that about Smash Brothers. And what I find so impressive, um, and I found this impressive about those games in the past, is is there is no other game that I can think of that serves as much as an homage or collection uh, of video game history history and, and a nod to the past, the music they have. You can go in and listen to music from a ton of games, not just Nintendo games, mm-hmm. um, you know, art, characters, like the amount of like the spirit board, even though the, 
the spirits that you get are not characters that you can play, of which there are 80, so there are a lot of those too. They've done the art for each of these things, right? And it, it it's it's crazy to me the amount of content uh, in that game, but that is also like sort of a celebration of video games. And um, uh, it, it's sad in a way that the only way you can get access to that is being into a fighting game because it's a fighting game at heart. Um, uh, I would like to see other series or types of games get into that mode of like celebrating. And you saw in the latest God of War, and I don't want to give any spoilers but there's a big moment in the middle of god of war that kind of celebrates or recognizes the previous generations of god of war and and, and that really works and rewards those of us who have an, a nostalgic factor for these games mm-hmm. and so i really commend smash brothers for throwing everything in the kitchen sink in there and for celebrating and treating like treating all this video game history with such reverence it makes it like really fun for me to play around and explore uh, in that world. Yeah, no, Smash is kind of a... Uh, Smash Brothers has always been a celebration of of, uh, of not just the Nintendo franchises, but uh, on the on the Wii, I th- think it was the Wii where they first introduced... Uh, they first introduced third-party uh, characters. No, and, uh, oh yeah, the Wii, yes. I, yeah, because it. it was Smash... Or, sorry, it was... Um, it was Snake and it was Sonic. I think were the two. Yeah, and then and then it became a celebration of Nintendo platforms. You know, you had and I think Sonic was just like a celebration of the '90s. You know, and that just by sheer existence alongside Mario. Um, but but you know, it it all tied back to Nintendo in some fashion, whether it was rivalry or the fact that you had you just happened to have that character appear on on a system. So. The one that has the the version being coined ultimate, I think it really is the ultimate version because they've taken. It really does. They found yeah. a way to put literally every character you can think of in there, and and do something special with it. In the spirit uh, spirits mode, the World of Light campaign, they've even set up these these very specific homages to characters that you might not even know or have heard of before yet fans of them are like oh my gosh they've set up this match in a way that perfectly you know sets up that character that i know and love even though it's It's, not a fighter you know it's sometimes not even in the game like there there is um one of those scenarios that you're explaining and Mm -hmm. it for those who don't know like world of light you're walking around this map you get into all these encounters mm-hmm. and the encounters are with characters often from you know other video game franchises now there's 80 characters to play in the game 80 fighters but there's hundreds and hundreds of these encounters so what they do is they'll have them be like they'll take one of the existing fighters in the game and they'll tweak them maybe by changing the variables of the fight maybe changing their color maybe mm-hmm. changing you know some of the the summons that they can do um to make it feel like that person's an, another character. I'll give you an example. Um, Metal Gear Solid, um, at one point in Metal Gear Solid 3, there is this the female character called the boss that you, who ends up being the boss of the game. Um, and so they replay, at, Snake is in the game and you, Snake can be one of your fighters and you can fight the boss from Metal Gear Solid 3. Now, they don't have that character in the game, so they take Zero Suit Samus, who looks kind of like her. They change her hair color. They change her suit color. Um, they change some of the variables of that fight, and then mm-hmm. it kind of sim- 
simulates that Metal Gear Solid experience. They have the music playing in the background, all of that stuff. They have Rayman, uh, which I thought was hilarious because like Rayman's not in the game. He's not a playable fighter. He's a well-known character. Um, but they have it be Sonic the Hedgehog and they change some of the the stuff surrounding what Sonic can do and all that. And so it's just it's just neat. There's these nods to all these game series that even if Nintendo like is not involved, like Rayman, I guess they did the partnership with Ubisoft for um, the Rabbids and all that. You could make the stretch to Rayman or whatever. But there's a lot of stuff in there where I'm like, I don't even know what the Nintendo linkage is here. It's 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 tenuous at best. So it really did just feel like, to me, like a celebration of, uh, of video games. Like yeah. Pac-Man, yeah. I don't think is a big Nintendo guy or ever was, really. No, I think that's just like Namco worked on the game. So it's like, hey, let's let's give let's give poor old Pac-Man an outing in a major video game. Hey, uh, he's the original baller. I, yes, he really is the original ball. That uh, he's Puck-Man. Um, yeah, that's really good. I love playing video games, but what I also, this is a terrible transition because I'm probably going to start with, with not this story. Anyways, I won't make the transition. We're going to talk about diapers, personal stories from the last three weeks. I want to start it off with, uh, a bummer, but I want to, I want to state it with the caveat that, uh, my father is okay. He's recovering. Everything's okay. But I went home for Christmas dinner and... I was bathing the kids, and then, you know, my dad hadn't been feeling well for, like, four days. And I'm in there bathing the kids, and then my brother comes in, and he's like, oh, mom's going to take dad to the hospital. And I thought, like, oh, he's probably just not feeling well. And finally, he's decided to uh, go to Emerge and get checked out because he wasn't feeling well. He's a very active guy. He, he li- We live on a farm, so he's got, you know, he's got to get the eggs. He's got to feed the cows, all that fun stuff. Um so then I come out and he's sitting there in a chair and he's he's as pale as a ghost. I've never seen him like this before. Very uncharacteristic. It's very it's not very often that he loses all blood in his face. Uh, and it turns out uh, he had had a major or was having a major heart attack at the time. I didn't know that. I thought he was just really unwell. So my mom took him to the hospital and I'm just sitting there. And it's like, well, and this is the instance where like, you you react differently when when you have to take care of the kids it's like at the moment like my dad is okay he's being taken to the hospital like i could like focus on that or make sure that i have to wait i have to get the kids to bed like we're in a strange house because the kids aren't familiar with it so i gotta put them to bed and as i'm putting them to bed like you know caden wants to say you know goodbye and i'm like oh you'll see him in the morning it's okay and and uh Long story short, we ended up having, he ended up spending Christmas in the hospital because he had had this heart attack and it was just crazy. Like it was like, that's how my Christmas break started and not to be, you know, what was me? Like my dad was the one that was, was in the hospital, but like no risks, like the only risks he had were that he was male and that he was older, which two things he could not control. He, uh, 64. So like it's not so old. It's not crazy old, and that's the thing. Like the do- I was there. We went the next day. Ashley and I went and I uh, we went to visit. He was taken to Kingston. So he was. My mom drove him to Napanee. Um, funny enough, we had we were scheduled to go meet some friends in Napanee, and I and I said, well, we could sit at home waiting for news, or we could literally drive to the town, meet my friends, and then be much closer to dad if if anything if we had to go for a visit. Uh, 
and I'm sitting there with my friends like, yeah, so, you know, uh, they'd ask like, well, why is it, why are the kids home with, you know, Kyle and Aaron, you know, uh, my two younger, my two brothers who you definitely probably wouldn't leave the kids with. <laughs> <laughs> and then I explained like, oh, um, yeah, my, you know, my dad's in the hospital. Uh, he, he had a, he had a heart attack. So we're just kind of hanging out. And then if we need to go to Napanee, well, we're in Napanee. It was just a really weird I had no idea how to react. And, and at the end of it, like, by the time we had gone to visit the next day, had the conversation with the doctors, like, they're saying to him, like, yeah, you had a heart attack. And he's and my dad's like, yep, yeah, I know that. I I got here yesterday. I was here for the surgery. Like, Thank you for that, Dr. Obvious. Well, the 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 way, yes, anybody could, react, could have reacted to that, uh, that statement. But in my eyes, like, he probably deals with people all the time that, like, don't take it seriously like they had a heart attack but they're like yeah you don't know what you're talking about this is a random event blah 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 whatever uh, personally i don't think we were ever raised to react to doctors opinions like that so um but my dad's just like yep let's do the rehab let's do this we'll tell me where to go for that and we'll we'll, we'll get this thing done and then i think it was not until like boxing day that i sat down and i'm and i fully started to process like what what had almost happened and what had actually happened. And it was just like, oh my God, like just, it was crazy. And I'm just so thankful that it all worked out in the end. And, you know, I've talked to him multiple times since, and we've done some video chats and stuff, uh, him with the kids, he's resting, but like, he looks a hundred percent, even the day after I'd saw him and he looked like a ghost, I saw him the next day and he looked besides the fact that he was in basically, uh, hospital garb like he was he looked 100 percent. so it's crazy it's crazy did they give him a bypass is that what happened they uh... they did a they put three stints in they went through his arm uh and they went through his arm it was a 30 minute procedure boom 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 and yeah you just survived you just survived a heart attack like i think it's just so different these days like i'm sure how i don't know how long that procedure's been around but like i'm sure it wasn't too long ago that they would have had to do open heart surgery for something like that yeah you yeah know? and the fact that they can go in through his arm and you know if it if his dad had suffered from the same you know type of heart attack i'm sure it would have been a vastly vastly different you know procedure so he's uh he's doing really well now and you know when it comes to the kids it was it was like caden wanted to say you know goodbye he didn't get a chance to say goodbye before we we left to go back home and that really bummed him out like we're trying to put him to bed and he's like yelling from upstairs but we're a family and i'm like oh grandpa's fine you'll get to oh, see God. him the next day and it's just like just get the kids to bed and then we can process this once the kids are in bed <laughs> but at the end of the day like it was just it was a it was a, a, a weird way to start the christmas break and and uh but honestly i don't think it's really truly been been figured out like we're still we're still trying to to process it but like yeah he, he's doing well though so he's doing very well and he's progressing well and, and and doing all that fun stuff that that you do once once you've had a heart attack right and not to be a downer but mm. like but how or heart attacks are one of those things where it's like he literally could have died right there like heart yep. attacks like strokes or whatever it's like you know 
that just could have been it. It could have been a massive coronary, you know, like, and he could be. And so the fact that he's revived uh, the heart attack is is no small thing. No. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to hear that that it's it's so that so many emotions. Like mm-hmm. like when you, when you think about this, you've also got the fact that you know it's when you think about the timing like you could have a heart attack at any given point during a year but the fact that it's like you guys are all getting together for christmas you're just having your christmas like dinner like all of that it, it's almost like a movie really yeah uh, it, it was it was weird because again like i mean it's what i was alluding to but i wasn't sure like that's part of the thing that I, we're having a tough time processing and and like i haven't even had that conversation with my parents uh, I think I had that conversation with uh, with my mother uh, before I left to go back home. And that conversation was like, Dad could have died two days before. N- not that, like, the timing was bad. Like, uh, you know, if it had happened, like, in, you know, June or, or August instead of Christmas. Like, the fact that it happened in Christmas. But it was just, like, the weirdness of it being so close to the holidays. People associate the holidays with with positivity. And it was just... And and then honestly, all worked out in the end. But you're right; like you don't want to think about it, but it certainly creeps in your mind, and and it creeped in once everything quieted down. But it 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 was always in the back of my mind because you're right; it's like a movie. Like as soon as it happened, everyone found out. Uh, like I was taking calls from from aunts and uncles that I hadn't talked to, had more than a conversation with. Actually, probably would the last time I would have had a conversation with them was my grand when my grandmother had passed away over the summer. And it was like I was suddenly the adult, uh, even though I know I'm an adult. But I'm like taking calls right. from people, and and like, yes, Dad had a heart attack. I'm at the hospital. He's here. Like, he's fine. Do you want to talk to him? Like, do you want to come visit? Like, let's set this thing up. And I and I and I said to my mom, and she's processing it in her own way. And and I said to mom, it's like, okay, mom, this is Dad's phone. You need to answer it when you know her his brothers and sisters call. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. Then it rings, and it's my Uncle Mike. And uh, and, and I say, okay, Mom, you, you pick it up. I got to go get the kids. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not answering that. It's like, you, you I don't want to talk to Uncle Mike. Come <laughs> on, Ryan. <laughs> well, I said, I was like, well, fine. I guess I think I had a cracker. I was eating something because I hadn't ate all morning. So I had this, like, cracker with cheese in my mouth. And she hands me the phone, and I'm like, well, I guess this is happening. I spit the cracker out. <laughs> I answer the phone like it was just it was all just it was all just a bunch of snap moments and then making things worse like I go to visit my dad and he says like oh I thought you would have gone home you know because we were planning to leave early that morning so we could keep on schedule with the kids because it was like (laughs) Christmas Eve Eve, Christmas Eve and I'm like no dad you just had a heart attack I'm not going to leave without at least visiting you I know you're you're doing much much better but Parents who don't want to inconvenience. <laughs> I, I know that's that's my mom in a nutshell. She's like, yeah. oh, you didn't need to stay for me. I'm like, <laughs> yes, mom, we did need to stay for you. But yeah. but uh, I, I will say I, you your point about like those grown-up moments, those yeah. moments where it's like you're sort of pulled into realizing, no, shoot, I'm the adult now. Like yeah. I'm the – uh, I'm the one with the kids and the the, the family and and um, and I have to make the 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 tough decisions or or get everybody rounded up. Like, did you have to then? Because it's a marking experience for the kids, especially Caden. Did did you have to um, 
did you sit down with them and sort of talk to them afterwards? Or? Uh, not, not really. Like, I think we explained. Let's forget this happened, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you never talk about nothing. it again. <laughs> no, um, Abby obviously is not old enough to, to understand right, right. what was happening. But Caden understood what was happening. Because Caden, you know, saw my dad, like, I usually before bed, like I say, like, okay, kiss grandpa goodnight. And he was not having any of it. He was counting his breaths. He was, again, a different person. And you could, you could always tell, like, I've... It's, it was just, it was incredibly weird. And Caden could tell, Caden was aware of what was happening. And he, he wanted to, he wanted to, 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 to say good, to, good night, basically. Uh, and I said, no, grandpa's uh, gone. He's already gone to the hospital with, with grandma. And he's like, well, why is he going to the hospital? And I'm like, well, he's he's not feeling well, so they're gonna make sure. He, like, we didn't we didn't sit down and say, okay, here's how a here's how a bypass works and stints. And, no, no, I, no, no, no. I, but we but afterwards we showed him a photo because he said we we said, oh, do you want to see Grandpa? He's at the hospital. He's doing really well. And we showed him the photo and explained like where he was. And he'd ask, well, what is all that stuff? It's like I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And um, yeah, like it was, it, we, it wasn't a learning experience, but it was just trying to explain to him, you know, why grandpa basically, you know, went away for a couple of days and then came back and he's feeling a lot better. So, uh, we're, we're definitely, you know, counting our, uh, we're just very happy that everything worked out the way it did. And, and we were just lucky enough that he, we got him like Kingston's only just a 45 minute drive from, from where he lives so he's, he was, they were able to get him up there very quick, you know, if he had been further in the country or here in Peterborough, like they would have driven him to Kingston because that is the place to be when you have a, when you have a heart problem, you know? Um, so he was in a, he was in a very, very lucky spot. So they took care of that. Um, it's just funny. I do, I do find that like, I do find that funny. Just the the whole everything's perspective, right? Because I'm in obviously a city that's bigger than all those places, mm-hmm, and then that yes. that that uh, you're like, you know, Kingston, it is the place to be. Where where <laughs> whereas if I was like, well, you know, Ottawa, it is the place to be if you have a heart problem. I could see like a listener from New York City being like, what the hell is this guy? What's in Ottawa? You know, like What's in Ottawa. Yeah, I could I could so, see that, I, and and. You know the other thing was, and, and again, like I, I don't want, I don't want to make this about me because I, like, I understand, like my dad was the one that had the heart attack, and I'm, we were trying to be as supportive as possible, but like everyone found out, and then henceforth, you know, it or I don't think that's the right word, uh, but afterwards, every Christmas dinner, every new person we met, they knew it happened, they had all the details, and this was all on Ashley's side, so they're asking me, and I do really, really appreciate it. They're asking me how he's doing, and I was just. I was so happy that I was able to say he's doing great. He's coming home in a couple of days. You know, he's got so many visitors. Like we are lucky that he's just he's got such a supportive group of uh, family uh, that all live close by. So I don't think he was once you know bored uh, in, in the hospital. I think um, although it was funny though, I, I looked in the bag because I was the first person to come up the next day, and my mom had packed him a bag. It was like new socks, new underwear. Uh, a book about Ireland and the farmer's almanac. And I said to dad, it's like, well, mom must be taking this heart attack seriously. Cause she gave you the farmer's almanac to flip through for the next three days. Uh, have fun and let me know how the weather, how the crops are doing 
uh, next uh, in the summer. I want to know whether I can grow my grow my crops. You know, now that we live in Canada and it's legal, I, I should I should kind of yeah. Know oh, what, what yeah, the weather's right. gonna be like. Um, but yeah, that was that was the start to my holidays, and I mean, man, Set that was the, the tone. Start. It no, actually, it it didn't really like the rest of it was was busy, but it wasn't um, it wasn't negatively impacted. Like I said, we had we were so lucky that everything just worked out so that we kind of we kind of we came out in the best possible way, I suppose. So I just I could just see Ashley like your. Your dad's had the heart attack, and you're mm-hmm. sitting in the hospital room looking gaunt, or, or and she's she's thinking to herself, "God damn it, I'm I'm gonna have to get him that 4K TV on, right? <laughs> <laughs> to just ah. to pick him up, you know? No, yeah, I, I, I I mean, yeah, like we, yeah, I can like quick fire these, but like Christmas was really great. The, like we'll obviously talk about that um, in a little bit, but like. Caden and Abigail had a great time. Uh, you know, my the only the only negative the only negative funny story I have about Christmas was the fact that I was talking to Jocelyn about this. When people have kids, and maybe maybe you can you can attest you can confirm this theory. I have kids. No, no, no. But when when people have kids, and then they those kids grow up and they're out of the house, um, it's almost like parents replace their knowledge. They like take out old knowledge and they put in new ones. Because I go to both my parents. It's not so bad at my parents, but I give my in-laws a hard time. We go there. Dinner isn't served till 6 when we say, like, the kids have to eat at 5 or they will not eat and they will be super cranky. Um, so dinner oh, right. Was at, yeah. I know di- where you're going. Exactly. Dinner was at 6. It's, like, 8 o'clock. We haven't opened all the gifts. And, like, I hear, it of the, like, Caden's obviously having a rough go. Abby's, like, literally glued to Ashley's hip. And then I hear it in the corner of my father-in-law, and he says, like, why is Caden so whiny? And I'm and I'm just like, it's, it, he should have gone to bed an hour and a half ago. Like, he didn't eat anything. He's been eating nothing but sweets that you guys <coughs> left all on the on the coffee table. And I don't mind. Like, honestly, one, one day out of the whole week uh, or even the whole month, like, it's not a big deal. Like, we, we will bounce back. But... It was just kind of funny that like you've you've had grandkids for for two three years now, you had four kids yourself. Like you do know how important sleep is, right? Like it, for for to keep them on a schedule. And we always say that every time we go there, we always leave like an hour. But we ended up leaving three hours past their bedtime. Oh my god! I gotta say the next day was not great. <laughs> like, but see. See, uh, you've hit on a larger thing, which I think is true, and I think it's something that everybody should should uh, bear in mind. Just because your parents had you mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they remember any of no. that. When when you think of how sleep deprived that you're, like especially the mothers are, and and, and over these this this period of of time is going to have indelible memories that you will remember forever. But then there's going to be a huge swath of of details and content that you're not going to quite remember or you're going to view it in a rose-colored way. And I truly believe, because I've seen this on my side, I've seen this with my friends' parents, um, they don't, they do, they literally don't understand anymore. Just because mm-hmm. they had kids and doesn't mean that they understand what having kids is like now or that they remember and i'm not saying that they all they're all like that and it depends on the gap it depends on the gender roles at the time Mm -hmm. it depends on so much but really 
I think I think we um, give sort of a blanket forgiveness, or or a, a bl- we make blanket assumptions, mm. rightfully that the people who gave birth to us and raised us still remember what that's like. But I, the more I, the more I get into it, the more I realize that that is not a given. You no. know, like they they yeah. definitely they have brushed off the gotten rid of some of maybe that information along the way and have to kind of be re-educated or it's possible they may have even done some stuff wrong the first time like i wouldn't be surprised if like my dad or whatever didn't really know anything about napping or what time kids Mm -hmm. have to go to bed it was just like oh uh, you know my mom will take care of that stuff right like so yeah i think that and i i don't hold the like i don't no ill will towards you know any of our family both sides you know it's just it's funny like we have explained it before and yeah an hour here and there is not a big deal but like when you like outright question it and then it's and then you say it to them and they're like oh yeah that's right like it's it is a learning process and you're right like you don't expect them to rem- i don't remember everything that happened to me 10 years ago let alone what would have been 20 to 25 years ago for them like that's a that's a long way to go to remember them. You're you're be- you're better off remembering like, you know what it was like seeing them walk for the first time as opposed to their damn sleep schedule, right? So, I don't hold it against them, but it, it is it is interesting. Like the next day was basically a write off, and then the day after that we decided to go buy uh, new cell phones for Boxing Week, and I forgot how long that takes, and I decided to bring two toddlers oh uh, man i i could have for their nap. i could have warned you on that one i yeah. did that i did that today and it uh this year rather and uh or past year and and it definitely takes a long time like well it took a to... long time and we were in the store and i didn't know what phone i wanted but i know i wanted to save money we ended up switching to bell went through that whole process they messed oh, up their yeah. accounts so we had to go back in the next day we got a babysitter for it and then Rogers calls and like, oh, well, we want you back. We'll give you this sweet deal. And it was a deal I couldn't refuse. I ended up getting the phone I would have wanted anyways. Uh, and plus a screaming, you know, credit plus a, a, a down, uh, a, a lower bill monthly. So I go back to Bell and it's like, okay, well, we actually want to go back to Rogers. And, you know, it was this big, huge, you know, back and forth. We ended up trading in our devices at bell so that complicated things further so we had to go in i had to get another babysitter for friday so we could basically take our wipe the old devices set up the new devices call rogers go into the mall spend 230 dollars in bell credit or else they basically like keep our money uh that because we couldn't get our devices back of course and at the end of it all like i think i'm sitting here and like knock on wood like we got it all sorted but it took a week and a half yeah, to get these phones sorted, and I gotta tell you, like, I'm I'm at I'm at this point where like I think when I get the new phone, uh, or any new phone, I'm just going, I'm financing it on like a no finance, no payment plan from Best Buy, buying it outright, and just just letting Best Buy give me the best deal on a cell phone plan. I even went into the Best Buy mobile and I was like, how do I just give like how do I sign up for a credit card so you give me the phone? And then you just give me the lowest plan, and then I never have to deal with Bell, Rogers, or Telus, or any of those stupid companies ever again. Because they are but literally still, all the worst. Your, your plan with Best Buy would still be one of their plans. But that's fine. I don't have to talk to Bell. 
I don't have to talk but, to Rogers. I don't well, have to, you will once you, you sign up. You do, but then you don't have to negotiate with him. I literally, like, I, I called Bell, and I'm like, hey, we're thinking of switching back from Rogers to Bell. And the lady on the phone's like, okay, but uh, your device trade in is final transaction. You don't get that money back. And I so had this you, argument with the woman on the phone, like, you can't just take our money. That doesn't yeah. make... And they finally... I got, like, I got really angry. It had been such a week that I, I blew up on this poor lady... Like, I wasn't... My dad had a heart attack, lady! <laughs> God damn it! No, I do not... I did not... I, I would not have used that as a, as a reason. Basically, what I was going at her for is that I said, you know, Bell told us... That, <laughs> this is, like, totally, like, uh, you know, they broke up with me. Bell said they had changed! Because they came door-to-door and they switched us to their TV and their, and, their, and their home phone and wireless for, like... We got fiber and it's, like, 100 bucks a month. And then I'm on the phone with Bell and they're trying to, you know screw me over for like 230 bucks and charge me a bunch of fees just to like go back to rogers because they couldn't match the deal and the lady's telling me that she on top of that gets to hold on to this this money that's rightfully ours and and she's like well what i can do is i can have the manager call you and i'm like great yeah i'll talk to the manager you guys i'm with bell now so you have my number and she's like well i actually don't have the number in front of me is there any chance you can just give it to me so i don't have to go through paperwork and then i i I said such a smart-ass comment. I felt so bad. But I said to her, like, so it's okay for me to have to dig through paperwork for the last three days, but you guys just can't look up my number? Like, that's just, that's fantastic. Like, that, that's great customer service. Oh, that's amazing. I huh? felt so bad. And I finally, what? and I realized what I had done. I said, oh, here's the number. Please have your manager call me. Thank you. Click. Like, What phone did you get? I originally had gotten the iPhone X. And then, but I, I like the bigger phones, so I ended up getting uh, the XS Max from Rogers. They basically, like, they gave me a screaming deal on it, and that's why I switched back, because I was like, well, I get the phone I would have wanted, right? So um, it'll last you for a good chunk of time, and, like, oh, you yeah. could probably then, uh, you know, when you... When you in, when your contract expires, you can just go and get plans with anyone. Honestly, like I was with, I had a Samsung Galaxy Seven mm-hmm. in uh, last year, and I went up to the the nine whatever. I went up to whatever was the current one, and just because like I needed a new phone plan and it was not going to cost me any more. If anything, I was going to save money. Yada yada yada. You know all the lines, mm-hmm. and I I just I I recognize now what I should have done because I was more than happy with the seven. I didn't even want to new phone and having switched phones i see no difference if anything this one's a little more annoying and so i just i just feel like i should have just gone to you know one of these places that just gives you contracts for your mm. existing phone and, and, and uh, managed it there but anyway that's something that everyone's got to deal with but totally your point about bringing the kids that is do not do that no if Make time for your phone, like getting your phone, and, and, and it's going to be really annoying and it's going to be really painful. I made a very similar mistake earlier this year in terms of having the kids with me. We had a little bit more flexibility to sort of leave and come back and all that, but no, mm-hmm. it's totally the worst. No, it was not smart, and I and I as, as soon after realized the mistake, and we had we did not repeat it with with trying to sort out this transaction, but. Um, 
Yeah, it, it was a it was a crazy week, and on top of that, our washer died, so we had to go buy uh, a new washer dryer, basically, because it's evidently it's cheaper to buy them together than it is apart, and also that's when the dryer goes as soon as you replace the washer. So you got a new 4K TV, a new I, washer and dryer, a new uh, a don't new add it all iPhone. You, we had to. This was all yeah. after. Well, okay, uh, the TV was like a screaming deal. The phones. Oh, were... the Xbox X too. Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Holy Jesus, Ryan! Well, a lot There's... of it's a lot of it's like the the washer dryer was financed. The the phones yeah. is a credit for. No, no, I get I get it. I'm just it, being. It's all strategic adulting. That's yeah. the way I roll. But you're right. Like when you line it all up and and you look at it, it's it's not smart adult decisions. But honestly, it all kind of just happened. And, and I didn't. And for the record, I did not ask for a 4K TV. I just <laughs> happened to get one for Christmas. I it's obviously touched a nerve. <laughs> now, um, what I want to know about your Christmas... I've been talking a lot. I'm going to save the rest of uh, my you know fun stuff uh, that isn't Christmas-related for next episode. But I want to know, how did your Christmas go with the kids? Uh, well, you got some I'll just, I know, stories. I know we're a little pressed pressed for time here, no, so I, I won't... I won't uh, I won't go too long but yet um it was a it was a busy christmas and I, I will say one thing that is really cool now about the christmas period not just the excitement the kids bring like cuz now I have like a 4 year old who's really like aware of everything surrounding christmas and I have the the baby the 9 month old but what's so great is when you go around places you're kind of bringing happiness with you because yeah. A lot of the people that we're visiting or going to see are seniors, widowed, um, different, you know, uh, folks that, that, that might not see kids that, that often. Um, and then you're, you're coming in and you've got like these, this rambunctious toddler and this, this, uh, this, this baby and everybody. It was just so fun seeing the joy in people's faces when we would show up. And I know that most of it, the joy was from me, but some of the joy was from the kids too. So like, uh, <laughs> just from you, some from the kids, yeah, some from the kids, but, but, uh, so that, that was great. And it almost made up for the, you know, five hour drive to the Eastern townships where, uh, my wife is from or, and, and then that's, plus the stops that it would take for the, you know, for the, the kids to decompress along the way. It's pretty much a day to drive there, a day to drive back. Um, the kids were great in the car. And I, I know that like people will probably, and I was like, especially first time parents, they think like, man, I can't go anywhere. It's going to be crazy. Traveling with kids is brutal. I've heard all these horror stories and you know what? It is kind of crappy it's much easier just traveling yourself. But that said, it's not a reason not to do it. And sometimes your kids will really surprise you. Um, and definitely, like, my baby slept most of the time when she was awake. She was pretty quiet and well-behaved. And we would take breaks uh, from mm -hmm. time to time when she needed them. And my, my other daughter would um, – she would watch we had like a, a you can buy like a cheap tablet at amazon like an amazon fire or something they're often on sale for ridiculous cheap mm, we got one that. and we we got one we put a bunch of um 
kid shows on it. We always download them from Netflix, just stick them on. And normally we're pretty regimented about how much My Little Pony Gwen can watch, but she can go on a huge binge uh, on the drive and she will just be dead quiet. Honestly, my <laughs> wife and I will joke about like, we never get to have adult conversations like we do when we're driving somewhere because one kid will be sleeping and the other's watching My Little Pony and we're just sitting up front being like, so how are you doing lately? You know? So uh, <laughs> let's catch up. It's been what? It, Thanksgiving since we spoke? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I, I would be like, I can't believe I didn't tell you that or whatever. Yeah. I told her something about work and she's like, really? That happened? I'm like, wow, that happened like a month ago. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. it was really great like that. And at one point I was getting concerned at the amount of My Little Pony Gwen was watching. And I started making her listen to podcasts. Um, there's this stories podcast where somebody just reads kids stories hmm. and it was actually, it was, she was really into it. It was actually pretty good. The only downside was I had to listen to it because it was over the car speakers. So at one point I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this stuff. Go back to my little pony. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there's a lot like we have way more than my parents did back in mm -hmm. the day in terms of entertaining kids. Um, and so it, it, it's, Traveling was not so bad. Um, my family stuff was good. I had my brother from Calgary and, and, and my niece who I'd never met before because um, she's born last year uh, and all of that. So there's a lot of, lot of great I, – I was telling my wife how uh, – a lot of great memories. I was telling my wife how I feel like this will be one of those rose-colored glasses Christmases hmm. that we're going to look back on when being like, oh, remember how Christmas was or, you know, like – It'll be that crisp. It'll be one of those Christmases that you're trying to live up to in the sense that it was just like a lot of, you know, fun stuff and family good. And, and good memories. And, and so, uh, yeah, no, I, I had a really uh, I had a really good time. No uh, major health emergencies like uh, you had to deal I with know. or issues and stuff. So I feel in comparison to your your stuff that like like my Christmas was great. And now we're kind of like. Now people are getting sick. They weren't sick before. Like yeah. uh, the baby's got diarrhea. She's got crazy teething pain. And, hmm. um, uh, there's, you know, like a lot of stuff is kind of catching up now. We've tra uh, been around a lot. So, um, and Gwen, Gwen hasn't been, you know, uh, out and about with her friends in the schoolyard. So she's getting a little more like, I don't want to say crazy, but crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's just been a, it's been a busy time, but I'm glad to to be back recording the show. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, another year of uh, pumping these out, and and I'm sure a lot's going to change over the course of the year, and we'll be able to to share those stuff. We'll get more health updates from 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 you on <laughs> Papa on Murphy. your fam on Papa Murphy, and <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure listeners will want to know. Like, think of all the storylines you set up, Ryan. Like. You've got, you know, Papa Murphy. You've got, like, your gas thieves. Oh, yeah, dear. Like, uh, this is your... an anthology podcast, by the way. Like, these stories, got... they they will they will not be resolved ever. You've got your neighbor and playgirl and the twin and his twin and all that sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> I actually haven't I mean, seen it... them in a long time, honestly. I'm, no, I'm little... Yeah, neither of them. Uh, yeah. Just pick up the playgirl. But, like, but all that, all that to say, like, this is... Yeah. I expect to be another fulsome year of stories and craziness. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited for, you know, what 2019 has to bring for the show. Because I, I honestly think each year as we add to our, our families, like, it's just, it gets 
crazier and crazier and there's new layers each time like I evidently I got to look into an Amazon Fire tablet because uh, that was one of the thoughts is like well we'll keep our old phones and we we can slot them into the we have these little plastic sleeves on the back of our seats for when we're driving because we do the same thing we download Paw Patrol until you know we're halfway uh, to to Marysville and we find that no I don't want to watch Paw Patrol I want to watch superheroes he wants to watch PJ Masks so uh, I didn't download any PJ Masks and suddenly like ah dad emergency so um. But we do have some listener feedback. Let's end on a very awesome, very positive note. We got a shout out from Jordan on Twitter who says, Meet the newest Dungeons and Diapers listener, Elijah James Blythe, born January 4th, 2019. Now, if y'all could get some more of those episodes up, that'd be real great. Uh, well, hey, we got a new one for you. Uh, hopefully, you're listening right now. Thank you so much for, for sending the shout out as well as a, a lovely photo of your. Your, uh, your brand new baby boy, Elijah. So that's awesome. And congratulations. And congratulations. It. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a crazy time. You're going to, you're going to be pulling, uh, pulling your hair out and, uh, you're going to get used to it. You're going to find ways to fit everything that you loved doing before back into your life. But there'll be a moment early on where you're going to be like, geez, you know, how can I do any of these things anymore? And we're here, hopefully, to give you that hope that it can be done. Yeah. Kids sleep eventually. It's true. So it's true. give it they some gotta time. They got to do it. Yeah, they got to do it at some point. And, uh, and as long as you min-max your sleep, you, you can get some some delicious free time in. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons & Diapers. You can visit us on the web at tgistudios.com slash dad. Email the show, dad at tgistudios.com. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at R. Murphy and Crofton Steers at, well, Crofton Steers. Easy to remember. That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons & Diapers. Have a great couple weeks, y'all. 